0: Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple.
1: Welcome to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. FamousApple.com is the home site for this podcast, so if you get a minute, check it out. While you're tripping around the web, make sure you stop by www.FamousApple.com forward slash group. That's our group page on Facebook. It's called Living with a Disability. You want to go over there, check that out, meet some new friends. Maybe you can answer a couple of questions. Maybe you have some questions you want to ask. Maybe you just want to hang out and make some new friends. Check it out. It's www.famousapple.com forward slash group. That's the Living With a Disability group on Facebook. Hey, how are you feeling today, my friends? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. I haven't asked in a while. How are you making out with your medication? Are you taking your medication the way you're supposed to? Are you getting it filled? Are you getting it delivered? Are you getting your medication? It's very important. I know the weather's warm. You're going to the beach. You're going to the lake. You're hanging out. What about your doctor's appointments? Are you keeping your doctor's appointments and your rehab appointments the way you're supposed to? Don't give up on it. Don't pass them off because the weather's nice and you don't want to go. Don't do that. Don't do that. Make sure you keep up with your doctor's appointments, your rehab appointments. Hey, this is your new job. You gotta get better. You gotta feel better. And if you slack off now, it's only gonna be worse trying to get back into it. And don't forget to take your medication. And make sure, make sure you read those leaflets that come with your medication, especially now with the warm weather. Because there's certain medications that, That you shouldn't be out in direct sunlight when you're taking it. Very important. You got to read those medication bottles and those leaflets that come with it. Just for your own sake. Make sure that you're not taking medication and being out in direct sunlight. That could be very dangerous. We have got a good one for you today. We have a guest on Wendy Wallace. Let me tell you something. You think you have it bad. Here's a lady that... Was going about her daily business. And suddenly, she had a pain. Didn't know where it came from. She was ignoring it. Now, this is... You know, you've been told, don't ignore pain. But she was ignoring it. And one day it got so bad that her husband said, you know, you better go over to the emergency room. And make a long story short, she ended up losing both her hands and both her feet. Yes, all at once. You have to hear this story. But I'm not going to tell it. She's going to tell it. We do have a little bit of information. So sit back, relax for a second. And I have Lisa here today, and she's going to tell you a little bit of information about Wendy.
0: Who is Wendy Wallace? Wendy Wallace is a wife, mom, Christian living, and positivity coach. She is an inspirational digital content creator at One Exceptional Life and an ice cream lover she is also a quadruple amputee. A flesh-eating bacterial infection resulted in a coma, three-month hospital stay, and amputations of both hands and both feet. What you might consider the worst thing that could have happened, actually was for her good and God's glory. By God's wonderful grace, she is living, one exceptional life. Where, in true form with 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 4, God comforted her in all her tribulations so that she can comfort, encourage, and lead others to rediscover God's joy and peace amid the trials of life. Wendy feels the hardships of life don't have to be a roadblock. Instead, these obstacles are designed for us to grow closer to the Lord. She hopes to provide encouragement to others so that they may shift their sights from focusing on their struggles to growing their faith and counting their blessings so the hard things they face don't seem so big then they can rediscover peace and joy in their life. Now, back to Jimmy.
1: Thank you, Lisa. So sit back, relax, and without further ado, let me introduce you to Wendy Wallace. So, as I promised you, I have with us Wendy Wallace. Now, like I said, this woman has been through hell and back, and she still has a smile on her face. It's it's great. It's great. And I'm not saying it's great that she went through all this, all this punishment to her body. A quad amputee. I can only imagine. Wendy's an, an author. She runs a ministry. She has kids. She has a husband. And still has a smile. <laughs> let's 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 meet Wendy. Hello, Wendy. How are you today?
2: Hi, Jimmy.
1: I'm awesome. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm talking to you, so I. What else could I want?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: here to make your day.
1: You and you are. You are, Wendy. I have to ask. All right, I, I have a I have a million things to ask you, but I have to ask, how did you lose your hands and your feet?
2: How? Oh, well, okay, so... We're going to jump right I, into this. I know, right? Um, I'll take you back 11 years. It was 2011, and um, I was a busy mom of three teenagers, and in the process of running, running one of my kids to one of their many activities, I started... To feel, I I felt like I was coming down with the flu or some kind of bug, right? And the difference, though, was I had an unusual swelling on my leg, and I didn't know what that was about. But I figured, well, it's just a thing; it'll go away. I went to bed thinking, okay, well, I'll just sleep this off. And about two days later, I just kept getting worse and worse. And my husband convinced me it was time to go to the hospital, and get checked out and i actually needed an ambulance to get me there because halfway on our trip i stopped breathing and i needed someone and the whole process was just super weird and the last thing i remember was they were putting an oxygen mask on my face i remember going through the doors at the hospital that was it and in the next couple of days thankfully they diagnosed what was wrong with me, which was a flesh-eating bacteria. And they ended up life lighting me. I got to go on a helicopter ride that I didn't even get to enjoy. But <laughs> they sent me another hospital where they felt they could care for me better. But right away, they told my family, this is bad. She's not going to make this. You better prepare for saying goodbye." and my husband wasn't having any of that and he just said you know what you don't know my god and you do not know what he is capable of do what you got to do I'll work on the prayers and that's exactly what he did he rallied our church I had a business that I had been running for a real long time and so I had business partners, and customers all over the country, and the word got out for social media, and people were praying. In the meantime, they were operating on me to remove the bacteria because it kept spreading. Eventually, it started to hit my internal organs, and my blood flow was slowing down, um, but they did think that I could survive with the amputations. This is where they decided to wake me up, give me the heads up of what was going on behind the scenes. And, you know, they woke me up from a coma. I was actually, uh, from start to finish, it was three weeks that I was in a medically induced coma while they're doing all this stuff to me. But they woke me up and said, okay, so here's the deal. You're really sick. You're going to die or give us permission to amputate your hands and your feet. And I thought, okay, well, this is weird. Why is my husband standing there crying? And who are you, right? (laughs) And so I wasn't ready to go anywhere. I still had a family to take care of. And I just said, well, do what you have to do, and we'll deal with it later. And that's basically, lights went back out. When I woke up, I had bandages where my hands and feet had been. Wow. Yeah, and so... I had no idea what was happening, but it's funny because I ended up, I was in the hospital for two months and then another month in rehab. My memory of that time is just real sporadic, but I do remember them waking me up out of a coma and asking me permission to amputate.
1: Can I ask you, do you remember the pain after the amputation? No. You don't? Thank God.
2: No, uh, and everything where they were having multiple surgeries to get rid of the bacteria that was spreading. And I do know that the amputations of both hands and both feet all happened at one time. Mm-hmm. So they basically went in there and chopped everything off. And then, and I started to heal from there. I was out of the woods and I was going to survive this craziness.
0: Thank
1: God. So it, it was. I guess the, it was stopping the blood flow. Blood flow to your the furthest extremities. Right. Wow.
2: And I remember seeing my hands, and they were black. They were just like, well, you've probably seen burns or pictures of that, where it's just black and just dead. They were dead.
1: Right. Right. I, yeah, I seen that. I seen that with with my own foot, with yeah, with my own leg, but. Oh my goodness to see it on on 04.
2: Mhm.
1: Oh. Thank God. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I I don't mean to laugh but to, to wake you up to say hey we have to cut your hands and your legs off.
2: Well, it's funny cuz I asked my husband so why even bother? I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And he said I think they just wanted to let you know what was happening. I w- Yeah.
1: I would have just said, go right ahead, pulled the covers back up, and went back to sleep.
2: Yeah. Oh. So, and then when I woke up, I, my very first memory after that was praying. Right. So I was like, okay, Lord, I have no idea what my life is going to look like now. I mean, I ran a busy household and a business what was going to happen now, and one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, okay. and it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Amen. That is the second memory of the hospital. The rest of it was a blur, but it's interesting to me how I could very so clearly remember these things. Well, um, and then the was just like... Me fighting with the doctors. I don't want to do physical therapy. Why are you making me do that? That hurts. <laughs> that kind
1: of stuff, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's it's the important things that yeah. that I find that I remember, and it's the non important things that I put out of my mind. You know, True. I've had I've had several surgeries myself, and the important things I always remember, and the nonsensical things I seem to I don't know sweep under the rug or whatever it is but that's that but that's that's amazing to me and do you know what was the name of the disease that you had do you remember
2: oh yeah it's called necrotizing fasciitis
1: wow even even the name is terrible
2: that's a mouth
1: (laughs) yeah really
2: (laughs) and then you know how you you you're looking at a car you just buy a new car and You'd never seen that car before, but once you buy it, everybody on the planet has the same one and it's the same color and everything. Great minds yeah. think
1: alike. I was just going to say that to you. I bet. I... Yeah, and
2: it was like, so from that point, I mean, even while I was in the hospital, I mean, there were people around me. Oh, I got that. I had this surgery, and I lost this limb, and that limb because of that uh, flesh-eating bacteria.
1: I was just going to say that probably everyone you speak to now knows somebody that had it. Or exactly. Had it or had it themselves. That's yep. it's, it's always the way.
2: Now, and I'd never heard of it before, so it was just interesting how.
1: Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like you said, you, you just bought a purple Hyundai. Never saw <laughs> one on the road before, but all of a sudden everyone has a purple Hyundai. Exactly. <laughs> now, I have a question. And so, this, this may be personal and you don't have to answer me. I know I know that you're you're a, a tried and true Christian. Yeah. But during all of this, did you ever lose faith? Did it ever I, come a time that you got mad and say, God, why me? Why did you have to do this to me?
2: You know, I never got angry. I did ask him that question plenty of times because I always understood that God has a purpose, and I was wanting to know, oh, why? Why did this have to happen? And what did I do? What was my, what is my sin? What did I do? And it forced me to dig into his word and start studying things out we studied it out at church and it was just the constant question it was almost every time there was a a bible study or okay we ask whatever questions there i was with why does this have to happen to me and what i learned was that we don't always do things to deserve what happens to us but sometimes things happen because god has a bigger agenda and he knows everything he knows what the plan is. And he had a plan in allowing this to happen. And it wasn't until I started writing on my blog that I realized what that plan was. And, you know, it took a while. It was about seven years. And when I started writing about overcoming challenges and moving on after the struggles of life and growing your faith and your gratitude and your joy, people would write to me and I would get comments all the time and Facebook messages and stuff and the comments were I'm so thankful I found you because you have given me the reminder that God is always going to be there for us and you've helped me strengthen my faith and this that and the other thing and so I come to realize that God allowed this to happen to me so that I could be there, comfort and encourage and lift up other people, whether they're amputees or not. Right. There's a scripture, it's in Second uh, Corinthians 1-4, and I can't quote it verbatim, but basically it's God comforted me in my struggles so that I can comfort other people as they're going through theirs. And it's kind of like if you know somebody who's going through cancer, but you've never been through it, the first thing you think is, oh, I have no idea how to help that person. I don't know how to encourage them or, or lift their spirits or anything like that. So when you go through just major life events, it gives you a different perspective on looking at things so that now here I am working with people who have maybe lost their faith a little bit through the struggles of the their life and they need that incursion they need that peace and joy and their contentment brought back but they don't know how to get there but since i've been there and done that now i can help them
1: right i see yeah. i i see that almost on a daily basis dealing with the podcast and i just wanted to ask you have you ever come across people that maybe write to you and say you're full of you're full of nonsense <laughs> or use anything else. You're full of nonsense. How can you still have faith after everything you've been through? I don't have faith anymore. God let me down. Do you ever get like responses like that? No. You're kidding me.
2: No. Oh, I No, I mean the question is how did you do it? Might come up every once in a while, but not I don't believe it anymore. I don't I've lost my faith. It's gone forever. No, I, I can truly say I don't think I've ever gotten that kind of a response.
1: Oh, I, I have. I have. And that's what I was curious how you handle that. I have people that, that'll write me and tell me there is no God. Yeah. And you're talking through your butt. And I just tell them, you got to believe in whatever you believe in. But you can't believe you're alone. I have other people that tell me when you die, you die, and that's the end of this. And yeah. no you're wrong. There there's something else. This is just a stopover. This yeah. is this is just a rest area. And I'll get people to tell me, Well, it was nice listening to you. We're we're off.
2: Oh wow. You know. That's really sad.
1: It is. It is. Because and,
2: how how or even why would you want to go I don't care if it's a I use this uh, example all the time. I don't care if you've got a hangnail. You need to lean on something exactly. someone because I don't know how how strong anybody thinks they are they don't have it in them to do it on their own they may think they do but it's all God allowing these things to happen in our lives and I am a firm believer that other people have been blessed because of his allowance of death and when I look back now, I, it's a blessing. The whole thing has been a blessing to my family, not just me, but all of us, because we've been able to see how God works and how he encourages and supports and lifts us so that we can be that person for somebody who maybe doesn't have the same kind of faith. And so, you know, it, it, it's a react or respond kind of a situation. You can either react in a negative way and blame God and the universe and everybody and their brother for why this happened. Or you can say, okay, what am I going to make of this? What can I do? And how can I use this to be a witness for him and encourage other people through it? See, I'm a natural encourager. Right. And, you know, okay, this happened to me. What do I. And the other thing is, when. You're having a bad day or, I don't know, something goes wrong. Don't you always feel like if you make a phone call to somebody who, you know, is maybe down in the dumps or you send an encouraging text that you get that reply that's like, oh, I needed to hear this. I needed to hear from you just now.
1: Right, exactly.
2: It always picks you up out of that funk that you're in. So that's actually one of the things that I teach besides, you know, growing your faith and your gratitude is growing your kindness. Do something nice for people because I promise it'll come back to you and it will lift you out of that ugly mood or whatever dark cloud you feel you've got hanging over your head.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I always get, well, I don't have time to spend eight hours a day in church and I don't have time to spend, well, you don't have to spend eight hours a day in church. That's my feeling. You, you, yeah. can, you can find God anywhere
2: yeah it's a relationship it's not a religion right it's not about church i mean church is community church is where you know jesus died for the church and we come together to to worship and to grow closer to him and to hear messages but the community is the church and it gives us people that we can lean on like i said my husband rallied that church and those folks Prayed for me. That's right. And they prayed hard, and here I am.
1: I I believe I believe you can speak to God anywhere. You can speak to God in a car. You can speak to God in your living room. You can yep. s- anywhere anywhere anywhere. You don't necessarily have to be in a church. That's and a church could be a crutch to that, and that could be a crutch for you not to pray. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, it's a relationship. If you believe, yeah, and a
2: lot of. Blame the church for whatever their woes are, but you know what? The church is made up of people, humans. Sinners. Right,
1: right. The church, so, the church, uh, uh, the, the church building is just that—a building. The church, the church itself is the people that go there. That's just my thought.
2: No, I agree.
1: But now, as far as you go, let's get back to you for a second. You have three. Okay, no. You have three kids. Yes. Yeah. Are uh, they they still at home? No,
2: (laughs) no, um, when I was going through all this, the kids were all in high school. Now, two of them are married and the one has a baby Wow! and they're all living pretty far away from me. Um, A couple of them are in North Dakota. The other one's in Missouri. And, you know, it gives us a place to go and visit and we talk all the time. I miss them. Yeah. You know, my kids were my everything. They still are. But, you know, that whole empty nester thing. And then actually, the timing was my oldest son graduated from high school when I was in rehab, and they weren't going to let me go see him graduate. You're kidding me. But you know what? You don't do that to a mama. (laughs) <laughs> I threatened to break out of that place if they weren't going to let me go and it, thankfully I had a really good physical therapist and he helped me get there I just had to promise to come back <laughs> which was really hard I'm like, no, don't let me go
1: oh, that's great, that's great. Yeah. and
2: they're all grown up and living life on their own and doing great they're doing great things great that's that,
1: that's they uh... are
2: they are strong kids and their faith has grown also now so d- it's not i mean the youngest one was 13 and those kids they did struggle but you know like i said my my kids were my world and i wasn't gonna let them go the opposite direction i kept after them and kept reminding them that god is there and they needed to lean on him just like i did
1: excellent excellent so your grandbaby a girl or a boy
2: she's a little girl she's going to be one next month on the
1: fifth oh excellent excellent so uh, since since it's a girl that makes you a grandma if it was a boy it'd make you a grandpa
2: (laughs) (laughs) the kids asked us so what do you want to be called and i said well i want to be grammy and I asked my husband, "What do
1: you want the baby to call you?" He's like, "Call me Mike." Mike <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
2: going to be grandpa, or
1: they're going to not be calling you at all." <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, now, the, how long have you had the website? And let me give out the let me give out your 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 website address. It is called. Well, it the address is www.oneexceptionallife.com that's o n e e x c e p t i o n a l l i f e.com Then that that address is going to be in the show notes for this episode but and i'm going to tell everybody you have to check out this website now don't mind that it's pink <laughs> It's pink. Believe me when I tell you, it's pink. But, (laughs) but, this website is exceptional. Now, it's geared more towards women. I have to say that. But, guys, you can still take up some tidbits out of this website. It's really an exceptional website. It's well put together, and there's a lot, and I mean a lot of information on there. So.
2: Well, I that you say in that and you know it's.
1: I think today's the first day of this week I haven't had pink on <laughs> today's the first day you haven't had pink on the website yeah you, or on gone. you on me <laughs> oh okay I was going to say because um, I was on your website for about six hours today so oh if my you, goodness if, if, if you if you see that somebody was on the website for quite a while that was me that was
2: you <laughs>
1: that okay was, that was me but, uh,
2: did you see the, the story about the tubing adventure that my daughter and I went on?
1: Uh, I briefly. I skimmed over that. I was looking at the PDF because I signed up for it. Go ahead. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Sign up. There's, a, there's um, at the bottom of the it's page. A, go uh, ahead.
2: It's a five-step guide on unlocking peace in the storms of life.
1: Make sure you sign up for that. It's a free PDF. You just have to put your email address and your name in, in on it. And I'm sure you go into a, a mailing list, right? Which, believe me, this woman is such a sweet woman. She's a nice lady, a nice person. You want to be on her mailing list. So well, thank you. you. You have to sign up for it. Plus, it's, it's chock full of information. Everything on this website is full of information and believe me, you you, you leave this website feeling much lighter. It, it does something to you by reading this website. I don't know how it does it, but it transforms your attitude. you leave feeling much lighter, kind of like you've lifted a weight off of your shoulder after lifting after reading this website. You have to check it out. It's oneexceptionallife.com. You definitely have to check this out. It's amazing. I really
2: appreciate saying that.
1: It well, that's how I felt when I first when you and I first met on the on the matching thing. Uh, I looked at you. I looked at your website. I read. I read down and I listened to some other podcasts that you were on, and I went to the website and I read it and I read it briefly, but when I when I closed out the website, there was just like a strange piece. Like it's the only way to describe it. It was like, a, a, like a peaceful feeling. Like I felt like I listened to an eagle song. <laughs> it's a Peaceful, easy feeling after listening to it. And I'm gonna
2: be singing eagles now, aren't I? <laughs> what's that? What'd I'm gonna be singing an eagle. Song there you now, go. Aren't I?
1: <laughs> You're gonna have to put it on the website as background music. Yeah. But it was it was like a peaceful feeling. I don't know. It, like it lifted a weight or something. It just a wave of peace came over me just and this sounds this may sound hokey to some people or something, but you know what, try it for yourself and see how you feel after you read it. But there was. there was an easy feeling came off came over me and I went back and I read it again and I just thought maybe you know maybe I was tired when I was reading it. but I went back and I was reading something else and again, I left there feeling like <sighs> <laughs> and just maybe it's your writing style. Maybe it's all the pink. I don't. I'm <laughs> gonna be
2: a fan after today. I know it.
1: I'm gonna have a pink shirt. I, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just—it was just relaxing. It's a relaxing website. That's the only way to describe it. There's no nothing harsh hitting you in the face saying do this or do that. You know, you know the websites that I'm talking about. You—you you go into some of them. There's flashing lights. It's like you just went into an arcade. It's like pulling you this way, pulling you that way. This is just an easy-read website. And you finish one article, and you're looking to start another one.
2: You know, I never considered myself a writer, but when I write, it's like I'm just talking to you.
1: Right, That's, that's exactly what it's like. It's like you're having a conversation with the page.
2: And my emails are like that, too. So sometimes you get to hear about whatever crazy event that happened to me over the week, but uh, they are. When I when I write, I really want people to feel like I care about them, and I just want to make a difference.
1: The other thing I wanted to ask you, it says on the page that you're a member of the Kingdom Bloggers Writing Team. Oh, yeah. what What is the Kingdom Bloggers Writing Team?
2: It's a website. Um, the... The short name is Kingdom Bloggers, but I believe the website is called Bloggers for the Kingdom dot com. It's just a website that uses different writers for their content.
1: Oh, okay. So you you're, you're yeah. like you're like a, an associate writer on another website, then? Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I... I was more. I was more into reading what you were writing on yours. You also run a ministry, and I'm assuming that this the website is part of the ministry.
2: Right. Well, I consider my my writing, my coaching, and all of that to be Your, my calling from God. My ministry and coaching is something that I've just recently started to do because. Like I said, lots of people out there have been asking for help. And so I just figured it would be a good opportunity to just go the next step in, in providing that service. Um, yeah.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So well, when
2: my ministry, yeah.
1: Well, I, I tell you what, the, the website, the website alone, well, like you said, it, it's like you're talking to them. I get that you, when you're writing, it's not like you're having a hard time writing. It's as if you're sitting down, and you don't want to stop writing once you start. Right. Oh, it,
2: isn't that horrible? You know, for somebody who doesn't have hands, for my blog post.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, this is true. too. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but it,
2: and, and okay. So interestingly enough, I don't. I use a stylus to write. I don't use a voice I, writer thing.
1: Can I can I ask you how you use a stylus?
2: Yeah, I have it. It's a wrist strap. Oh, okay. You may have seen it. Um, I think initially it came with a fork in it, and I ended up sticking the stylus in the little pocket, and that's how I write. Because when I when I write, most of the time I don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just write what I'm thinking, and so it's hard to do that orally with a a microphone and have it, you know, type out what I'm saying, because I would just rather start typing, and if I get to a point where, okay, I know the next couple of sentences, I'll turn on the microphone and do it that way, but for the most part, it's just me just tapping away. Um, I use my cell phone. It has a, like a hook, and if you... Back in the early blog post, in fact, it's not even a category, it's a subcategory under the about me part where I have some, I'm sorry, amputee life post. And I have some pictures of it, how I hook my phone on my left arm and then what the stylus looks like hooked on my right arm. And so I hold on to my phone and I just tap, tap, tap. And when I get really crazy, I slap a stylus on the left hand and pull out the laptop and um, <laughs> throw it out.
1: That's kind of how I type, one finger. Yep. <laughs> hunt and peck.
2: Funny, my husband's like, hey, will you type this for me? Because I know you can type faster than I ever could <laughs> with his uh, way of doing things. So, yeah, I'm pretty quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I type, one finger on each end tap tap tap. Yep. excellent well I well I tell yeah. you what like I said the way the way you write I don't care whether you whether you do it with your nose it the <laughs> way, <laughs> the way you write it it just comes through that it's so genuine and it, it I, I just can't explain it and you can tell it's heartfelt and you can tell like you you read some people's work. And I, I read a lot of blogs. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And you read some you read some people's work and you can tell it's forced. That, mm-hmm. you know, they have an agenda for what they're doing. It's filled with uh, affiliate work. You know, there's affiliate ads all plastered through it. And oh. same thing with podcasts. There's affiliate ads plastered through podcasts. And it just, I lose my interest halfway through. It could be a great topic, but I lose my interest halfway through. With yours, it's kind of captivating. Even if I'm not interested in the title, I read it anyway, and I get sucked in. Do you know what I mean? You get sucked into it because now you, you have a way of captivating people into the, into the story itself. Maybe I had no interest in women's problems. But all of a sudden, I'm reading it, and I want to finish it now. It, it's hard to explain. But you have a way of writing that keeps people hooked you could you could have been a writing teacher
2: oh I don't know about that
1: oh you could you could trust me and I'm back to telling people you have to read her website you you really do if nothing else if you don't listen to me anymore read her website it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good deal you can't pass this up but
2: Well, the reason I asked you if you had uh, read about uh, my tubing adventure is because this was the turning point in where the blog came from and really getting out of what I call my pity party where, you know, there was several years where I just couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do with my life. You know, the kids were starting to move out and I was facing empty nestiness and i just didn't know and so my daughter came to me one day and asked me to go tubing with her down the river nearby and uh i was like uh yeah no um what kind of <laughs> sense is it? put a woman with no hands and feet in an inner tube and shove her down the, <laughs> the river that makes no sense and the funny thing was is my family never saw me as disabled they fully believed I was capable of whatever I set my mind to and you know because that's just how I'd always been and when we went tubing that day it really gave my mind a 180 because it just reminded me that I was capable of so much more than I was giving myself credit for yep and it we had such an awesome day and it was I had heard so many people wanting me to tell my story and start a blog or a book or whatever. And so we decided, okay, let's do this blog thing. And it was like the next day I set the blog up and I started to write and I wanted to journal because I figured that I know that there were people stuck in their pity party like I had been. And I also knew that they didn't have to be stuck. That's right. And sometimes it's just a tiny little tweak of your mindset that's all you need to just flip the switch. And I started writing about life as an amputee and that's why it's not a full category, is because I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to focus on the amputations. I wanted to focus on the overcoming and moving on. Yep. Just getting on with life, regardless of whatever the challenges that people are facing.
1: Well, that that's the same here for me. I, I when I first I started as a as a blog. That's how I started, and then yeah. I got neuropathy. Um, I had peripheral neuropathy first in my legs, and then it, it spread to my hands, and I can't really type anymore. Like I said, I do it with one finger, but I'm not as good as you. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. So that's how I ended up with a podcast. But my podcast, I didn't want to focus on the amputation. I, I figured I wanted to just focus on disability. And the opening to my podcast is trying to help people live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Not just a an amputation, not just with diabetes or anything like that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just so important. People... Like you just said, you, you said something that I talk about quite a bit, and that's the pity party. Everybody's, yep. everybody's entitled to a pity party. Everybody. <laughs> if, you, if, if you don't have a pity party, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> because your life changed, and you're allowed to feel bad for yourself. But there comes a time where the pity party has to end, and you have to clean up after the pity party and move on. And that's right. exactly what you did. So
2: Yep. What, what you can't do is get stuck in the pity party.
1: Right. The, every part, Every good party, you can have a great pity party. Trust me. You can bang the table. You can stomp your feet. You can throw things at the wall. You can break windows. You can do all of that. But after a while, if you keep doing it, it gets boring. So you have to end. You have to clean up like you do after any good party. Take out the trash. And get back <laughs> to regular life. <laughs> exactly. You know, and but the ones that keep doing it, you yeah, you lose credibility after a while. But yep. every everybody deserves a pity party, though. Everybody yeah. does, and it helps you move on. It really does help you move on because if you keep that all bottled up inside of you, eventually mm-hmm. you're going to explode.
2: Yeah,
1: you, you know, it's it's not a place to stay for any length of time. No. No, not at all. Not at all. But I'm glad I'm glad you know, you're you are like a, an example, a prime of example of someone who's taken life by the horns and kept going. You know, you're not letting your disability hold you down, not by a long shot. No. Not by a long shot. When when I first seen your picture on the on the on the match site there, I was like, Well, what's wrong with her? And I'm thinking maybe because maybe. they said that you matched we we matched like seventy five percent. So I'm saying, Okay. What's wrong with her? Maybe I'm thinking got you know, God forbid, maybe you had heart problems or that because they 'cause they didn't show they just showed you from the neck up on the on the profile picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, they, they're saying, you, you're like a three-quarter match. And, I, and I, I I always look for like 70 and up to do the match. Right. And I'm looking, and I'm saying, well, she's not disfigured. <laughs> you know, you, know you, you have both eyes and nose and mouth. Not for
2: the neck up. For the neck down <laughs> and all <this. laughs>
1: So I stopped reading. I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. And, but... You you've just taken life, like I said, you've taken hold of life, and you you're like I'm not letting go. And it, your story is amazing, amazing. And I I was like so in awe of you. Quadruple amputating, and you're not letting it stop you. You're like, pfft, all right, so let's move on. This is this happened. Let's just move on and keep going. Yeah, it's all by the grace of God. I'm I'm sure it is. And it add into that your strength that you've got from God and your faith, and you have the perfect you have the perfect match unbelievable but i want i I really want to thank you for coming on today and telling your story. You're an inspiration you, thank you You really truly are, and for anyone that's out there saying, "Oh, I, I have a sore back, I can't do that." Think of Wendy Wallace. you may have a sore back, but imagine having have gone through a quadruple amputation imagine having to worry that you might not wake up from a coma imagine what her family went through all right you have a sore back and i'm not taking that away from anybody pain (laughs) is pain but just imagine what other people go through and thank god that you're still there yep thank god that he's helping you through your pain let wendy be an inspiration to you that's all i'm saying Wendy, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for sharing your story.
2: Oh, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you allowing me to be here and talk to you and your audience.
1: I appreciate you. I appreciate your story. But thanks again, and I hope to to have you on again. I I, I really do, because your story is a never-ending story. Yeah, no, that'd be great. Well, good luck with everything, and keep keep up with the website, please. Because
2: oh, I will absolutely.
1: I, you have you have at least one new fan. That's me.
2: <laughs> well, thank you very much.
1: And I look forward to the newsletter.
2: <laughs> very good.
1: All right, take care, Wendy. It was a pleasure speaking with you today.
2: You too, Jimmy. Thanks so
1: much. All right. I want to thank Wendy Wallace for being here with us today. I want to thank you for being here with us today. Wendy was a great guest, and she has one great website. You must go to her website. You read her work, it's as if she's there talking to you. It's an amazing website, and I'd really like to have her back on the podcast again. She's a great guest, and she actually is proof positive of the saying You may not have everything you want, but you have to want everything you have. She's an exceptional person and a very strong person, very strong in her faith. And it was a pleasure, a definite pleasure to speak with her today. Her story is phenomenal. Hey, on our next episode, we have Catherine Clematis. Now, all I'm going to tell you about Catherine is she is a dynamo. She's uh, an artist. She went to Loyola College in Louisiana. She paints pictures of animals, of dogs, that I, I almost felt like I needed a dog biscuit to, <laughs> to feed them. That's how lifelike they are. But here's the thing. She, by the time she was 10, she broke the bones in her body 500 times. Actually, more than that, she stopped counting after 500 times. By the time she was 10 years old. She's 2 foot 7 inches tall, (laughs) right? She owns her own business. I'm not going to tell you anything else more about her. You have to be here for the next episode. Meet Catherine. She is a dynamo. I mean it when I say a dynamo, but... Be here for the next episode. And I want to remind you one more time, things can always be worse. That's right, my friends. Things can always be worse. Right now, there's somebody somewhere wishing that they were in your position. So things can always be worse. Remember that. Hey, you've been listening to An Apple a Day. My name is Jimmy Apple. Have a great one, my friends. I'll talk to you next time.